Okay, besties, this is what we call a double whammy. I don't know why that, that's kind of an aggressive intro to this. Um, I'm recording this intro immediately after I just recorded the intro for Tyler's episode because I've had both of these episodes finished and edited since August, but refused to move forward with publishing them because I was paralyzed with anxiety for no reason. (laughs) Funny how that works. Anyways, this is an extremely special episode. This episode is with Miss Allison. Allison? No! How did I mess that up? Allison Schnoffman, um, who was my first friend ever in life. Um, And we get into the story of our friendship in our younger days and how we were reconnected in one of the most unheard of ways, which is through Stafford Shaddy of all people. And yeah, it it was such a fun episode to record, um, to just laugh at our younger selves. Um, And we just kind of, I kind of change up the format here a little bit. And we spend a bit more time just kind of talking about common interests and like books and podcasts and life. Um, Allie and Stafford have moved in together, which I'm so excited about. Um, We talked about that a little bit. So yeah, all around super fun episode to record. Miss Allie so much. I'll see her around the holidays. Um, But yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Um, you'll notice that the album art is a bit different because amazingly, I don't have a Polaroid of Allie, but I have tons of pictures of us in our golden days, golden era, golden age, um, when we were little, cute little girls who played with groovy girls. So yeah, that's that. This is Allie's episode, the queen who somehow can put up with Stafford. It truly None of us can understand it. Like, I mean, we love Stafford, but he's a special guy. And it takes a special Allison Schnoffman to manage him. It's impressive. Anyways, I hope you have fun listening to this episode. Bye. I love you. Okay. Um, Where have you been? I feel like it's been forever. I know. I yeah, actually, I don't know when the last time I saw you is. Because I didn't probably see you. Christmas. Because I didn't see you for Memorial Day. No, because I was really sick. Yeah. Yeah. So probably not since Christmas. Christmas? Mm-hmm. Wow. In a minute. Wow. Well, okay. Obviously, we start the podcast with when we met, which for us was I think probably as soon as I was born I yeah I don't have a memory of like meeting you it's yeah. always been I've known Sydney like, yeah I've just known Sydney yeah so I I just feel like probably you were at my first birthday party like yeah <laughs> like I just don't know when we met but our moms met when they were like five they were neighbors yeah and they're so back yeah but yeah well actually my mom told me recently so like our moms were best friends growing up and then your mom went to college and met your dad Mm -hmm. and then they moved back to Sarasota but is your dad from Sarasota too yeah they actually met 
in Sarasota. Okay. Yeah, they worked at a retirement community. I don't remember what one it was. But they, yeah, they met there and then they like started dating and then they went to Tallahassee. Okay. And then Mm -hmm. your parents, when they moved back from Tallahassee, they moved into the apartment next door to my parents' apartment, like just by chance. I didn't know that. I didn't either. And that's how they like kind of became like a group of four friends. Like they just happened to like, and my mom was, cause my mom and I were talking about like, um, I guess, I don't know how to explain it, but just like the way that they were all like extremely poor. I don't know. She was just saying these stories about when like none of them had any money and lived in this like really shitty apartment complex and like they had they were so happy when they moved in because they were like oh two other people who like also have no money to do anything so on Friday nights like (laughs) we can all just hang out together because we have no money to do anything oh my gosh I did not know that I feel like I've never asked I feel like I've never asked my mom the history of like our relationships because it's always just been so yeah exactly questioned it but that's so funny wow yeah so random so that's how like like obviously they were already friends but like that made them like kind of reconnect after college because my mom didn't like my parents didn't leave Sarasota so then they just were friends then from then on and yeah and I feel like they actually hung out a lot more um themselves than with us as families when we grow up a hundred percent yeah I feel like other people's parents like never left them behind but my parents like if they were hanging out with their friends like we were left at home like they did not want to hang out with us (laughs) yeah um but then we probably didn't see each other once we were like 12 or 13 I have memories of sleepovers in elementary school but they're kind of like bits and pieces they're not yeah I I know elementary school we were like seeing each other like you know somewhat often like having sleepovers and stuff but then like whatever kind of like parents lost touch and like weren't hanging out I also have another really vivid memory of going to your house we had to have been in like middle school I I think I know exactly what you're gonna say what are you gonna say when you came to my house and we were in my room and you were showing me how to like build a website or something like oh that is not what I remember (laughs) I I am that sounds probably like me yeah (laughs) what were you gonna say I just have this really vivid memory of sitting in your room and I can't remember if it was orange yet. When did you paint your room? I might be like piecing um, that. Well, it was it was yellow for a long time. Okay, I think it was yellow and we okay. sat on your floor and we were playing SpongeBob Life. Yeah. Yeah, like, that had I don't to be know why school. that sticks out to me. I just have this memory of like us being at your house, just sitting in your room playing, Sponge- playing SpongeBob Life. That's so funny. I don't remember that, but once I got that SpongeBob <laughs> Life game, I forced anyone who stepped into our home to play SpongeBob Life. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's how we met basically. But then, yeah, uh, I have been memory. <laughs> so then we like didn't really see each other in like late middle school and early high school yeah 
And then um, I became friends with Stafford in like 10th grade, like once he transferred back from Riverview after three days, <laughs> that's when I became friends with him. Uh-huh. And the classic story. Yeah. And then I think it was, it was our junior year, right? When you guys started dating or was it sophomore? My it was, sophomore yeah, your junior year. Okay. Yeah. So then junior year, uh, me, Stafford, Alex and Ian, I think were at Yogurtology and Stafford's like, I don't really remember what, like, he was just telling us that maybe that, that you guys had gone on a date or like, maybe you were at that point, like dating or something. I can't really remember. And he was like saying Allison, Allison, but like, I just wasn't really like thinking much about like which Allison and like the world of Sarasota Allison's. Right. <laughs> and then at one point he like showed a picture of you and I was like, Allison Schnappen. <laughs> and I like lost my mind. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, that's my best friend. <laughs> like, I was like, I've known her since I was a child. Like, it was just crazy. And then we just reconnected, picked up like we yep. never had any time apart. Yeah. I feel like that's how we always were when we hung out, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because just- there would be like random times like that, like suddenly our parents would be like hanging out again. Yeah. So like, okay, it could have been like two or three years. And then we'd be like, oh, okay, hey, yeah, you want to go play Polly Pockets? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> groovy girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, well, so the next question usually is when did we like know we would be best friends, but we just didn't have a choice. Like, no. <laughs> so that's how. But years later. Here yeah. We are. <laughs> but um, we can go through favorite memories, which we've talked about a few, but my most vivid memory of our friendship is in like I feel like this would have been like fourth grade maybe my fourth grade year fifth grade um the song hollow back girl was that was like the song of the year oh yeah and we choreographed a dance to it obviously and performed it for your parents (laughs) but it was like really like risky and you had to explain to your parents that she's not saying shit like we're not saying we're saying shh <laughs> like you we were like doing the dance you're like yeah but don't worry like it, it's it's just going shh and so like that was part of our dance was like us like doing a hush <laughs> oh my gosh I don't remember this at all. I know I think so we, funny that you remember this I just remember it because it was like this point where we would like turn around and like do like a shush <laughs> and it was like a thing you were explaining like it's not inappropriate because we're just saying shh <laughs> that's so funny I have a memory with you from actually a couple years ago which is it was like traumatizing for me in the moment I don't know if you remember this when you and Julia saved me do you remember that in Gainesville oh my gosh so we had gone to Gainesville for my friend Allie's birthday which is in September and my birthday's in September too. And my birthday is two weeks later than hers. And I never had a fake ID. I was just too scaredy cat to have a fake ID. I was afraid of getting caught and getting in trouble. Me too. And all my friends had fake IDs or they were turning 21. And so we went to, I think it was FATS, one of those like downtown Mm -hmm. soul bars and everybody got in, but I couldn't. And I tried to convince bartenders like my birthday is literally in 10 days like can you please let me in and he went in and all my friends went in and it was my first time in Gainesville I had no idea where I was 
I had to find my friend's address. So I get there and they're finally texting me as I'm on my way to the apartment. And they say, oh, her roommate's home. Like if you just bang on the door, like you'll be able to get in. And I sat there for like 20 minutes banging on the door and she was dead asleep. Oh no. And just wouldn't answer. So then I'm like sobbing because I feel like my friends have totally ditched me in a city that I don't know. And I mean, it's just Gainesville, but I just felt like I had nowhere to go. I was stuck outside of her apartment complex, just sitting in the hallway sobbing. And I finally got in touch with you somehow. I think Stafford told me to reach out to you because I was like freaking out. And you were with Julia. I'm pretty sure it was Julia. Yeah. It was either Julia or Jacqueline, but I think it was Julia because they lived together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you were like, meet us at Julia's. So I got an Uber and I Ubered to Julia's and you and Julia were there and I got out of the Uber and I was sobbing and you guys both hugged me and then you let me <laughs> sleep on Julia's couch for the night. But I was like so thankful because my friends were so horrible that night. I also remember from our childhood, obviously we were obsessed with groovy girls. Like I don't think there was anyone. <laughs> Do people know what groovy girls are? I, because I, I feel know. like we're the only ones who ever played with groovy girls or knew about groovy girls. I've <laughs> never heard anyone else talk. Like people talk about Polly Pockets all the time, but nobody talks about the groovy girls. I know. And we were like very much a groovy girls duo. 100%, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to, I'll have to post a poll on my close friend story and see like if you played, like played with or just like know of, know of groovy, groovy girls. girls. Yeah. Because, but it was like such a thing. Like we had like cars, we had beds, we had like- The cases, like the carrying Yeah, cases. I had a drum set. Yeah. <laughs> Were you into American Girls? Because I was really into American Girls yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. I had um, like one of the ones that's supposed to look like you. Okay, yeah. But you, I think you were into, weren't you into like the stories of them too? Like Kit Kitteridge and like that. Yeah, I had Kit, Samantha, and Felicity. Yeah. Yeah, you had, like, the ones that had, like, storylines, and I just, like, had the one that's supposed to, like, look like me. Mm -hmm. But I do remember us both having American Girl dolls. But, yeah, every time I would come sleep over, I would, like, pack up all my group of girls stuff. (laughs) I remember that, too. It was literally, like, a hard at least what I had was like a rectangular hard case and I would like shove it all in like the <laughs> girls like dollhouse case another like memory I have is just that you were really into well when we were like children like 10 or younger you were really into um like fashion design and you would draw outfits and stuff like you had like your little sketchbook and you would draw outfits I don't know if I call it fashion design (laughs) fashion design (laughs) and I like that's what you would like want to do is like draw outfits so I was like okay that's what we're gonna do and I to this day I'm like so bad at drawing anything me too no you were good (laughs) no I was not I feel like I well at least back then I was like Allie's so good at this and I just am like scribbling on a piece of paper no it was like I can visualize things (laughs) that I drew (laughs) and it was not fashion design I would be I like, tried. I definitely feel like we would draw wedding dresses all the time. I'd be like, yes, yeah, sweetheart neckline, yes. <laughs> but it looked so bad. But I wanted to be so good at it. Like, wait, so were you really into stickers? 
I felt like that we, I can remember. There was a friend I had when I was younger where we were really into stickers, like sticker books, and like there was a sticker exchange club where you. It okay, was wait, like, this sounds familiar. I think you got me into the sticker exchange club, <laughs> where you would like mail. Oh God, so it was like so you know those like random book clubs that are on Instagram sometimes with like everyone mail this random person a book it was yeah. like that but for stickers like sticker books it sounds familiar I don't have a memory but you're probably right in thinking that it was me I think it was you. Yeah. <laughs> which it's funny because um I was looking up like our compatibility like Aries and Virgo compatibility mm-hmm. and it's funny so like uh, Aries quality is like always being the leader like always being in charge but then uh Virgo quality is like like kind of attention to detail and like slowing down and like whatever and I feel like when we were kids just because you were older than me I was like I'll do anything Allie wants to do like (laughs) like you were like in charge but the things you did like the fashion design and like designing the websites and stuff took so much more patience than I had (laughs) so I was like trying to do it because I wanted to do what you were doing but I just was like Yep, I'm done. Like I did it. I drew 10 wedding dresses. <laughs> I was and, like, we have a quota. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need 10 dresses. <laughs> yeah. So those are like, I don't know, that's our sign compatibility. It basically says, uh, might seem like a friendship with people who have nothing in common and could learn a lot from each other. Uh, this is in many ways true as well. Aries are impulsive, rash, impatient, jumping on to things without thinking. Virgo, on the other hand, are gentle, shy, work quietly and patiently towards ends. Because of these differences, they could learn a lot from each other, but they must learn to look beneath their differences. A very strong friendship could be formed in time, and even more so if they understand and accept the disparities in their nature. Which, I say that in our younger selves. Like, yeah. I feel like that was there for sure. Yeah. And I also think I was like kind of like a loud wild child. Like like, and I and, was like you were like a quiet, quiet. rule follower. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, so normally like I don't know, I'm I'm getting kind of like bored with the way that I've been like consistently doing the podcast. And I feel like our like us as an episode is a good chance to like change it because normally I like I don't know go into these like little like fun facts about the person which I do have a fun fact about you that I have to share okay I also just want to like talk about more like the things that we would talk about like like almost like like, yeah the, the things that like when we're together like this is what we'd be having a conversation about kind of so I have a list of those things but my fun fact is um is it look at me now that you can rap like extremely fast oh yeah I have done that (laughs) for a really long time I'm not gonna make you do it but I've seen you do it and it is very impressive oh thank you yeah yeah I remember like freshman year it was like the in thing to like try and prove that you can rap it and me and my (laughs) friend Jack Booby would like go at each other like who can do it fastest and like posting videos on Facebook and yeah. yeah that's so funny I have another fun fact that I don't know if you know about oh, what me um I have a YouTube video that has like 300,000 views on oh YouTube. I do know this <laughs> wait is it like dogs or something yeah <laughs> it came up the other day when we were talking about I was talking about fun facts with my friends 
and my friend Haley was like you have a popular YouTube video and I was like oh my gosh I forgot about that so when you said fun fact it okay wait explain the video so I've always wanted a dog but specifically Cavalier King Charles Spaniel like that is my dream dog and I begged my parents growing up for a Cavalier like begged and begged and begged begged Santa Santa wouldn't bring me a Cavalier Santa (laughs) brought me a hamster (laughs) parents wouldn't give me a Cavalier and I just kind of had to accept that like it wasn't happening for me but trying to convince my parents I made a YouTube video and it was do you remember one true media it was like a video creation yes <laughs> that's what I used and I literally just took google images of cavaliers that are in like horrible quality because I posted this when I was in fifth grade and the internet was not good when we were in fifth grade and I put the pictures to the saddest like orchestra song that there could be and I posted it on youtube it has almost it has like 298,000 views and the comments are the best part people will comment I had one her name was Sally she loved eating cheese like just all this random information about their dogs and it's just so funny to go and look back on if anybody wants to look it up my YouTube is Webkin's girl (laughs) 44 and it's girl without an I just (laughs) GRL Oh my God. Um, okay. Well, obviously the number one thing that we always talk about is reality TV, specifically Jersey Shore, but also Love Island, Big Brother, Real Housewives of New York. Mm -hmm. I think those are the main ones. Yeah. Do you watch The Bachelor anymore? I kind of, oh yeah. I, I didn't watch this season. Yeah, I didn't either. I watched the first like one episode because Kyle <laughs> Howard from Sarasota was on it who like went to golf oh, that's with my brother yeah wow. yeah the Howard Lincoln Mercury you know the Howards so yeah. um yeah oh he God. was on it I didn't know that. yeah but he was off after like the third episode or something oh okay so that was why I was going to watch it like I was interested for that reason um but then he got voted off like I already knew he was voted off so I was like Eh. our number one show just because I feel like almost no one else in the world still watches is Jersey Shore (laughs) and I was explaining to Abby did you ever watch Kardashians did I watch Kardashians okay you watched Kardashians well then this is actually good because I've never watched Kardashians like the show I never watched it but Abby and yeah I never did because I was kind of like I don't know when I was younger I feel like for when it first started I wasn't really aware of it and then when I was aware of it, I was kind of like, uh, the Kardashians are stupid. I don't want any part of this. Like, right. I'm above this. And now I'm like, oh, I actually am in the Kardashians, but I don't have time to watch 20 seasons of this right. show now. So I just watch clips on TikTok. So yeah, I just, I don't know. I, it never hit me at the right time. Mm-hmm. So I was explaining to Abby that like Jersey Shore is like my number one comfort show because when I'm watching it I feel like I'm like hanging out with my friends <laughs> I'm like I've known them for 10 years I know their inside jokes like I'm laughing at everything and she was like that's how I feel about the Kardashians and yeah. I was like okay I could totally see that I but, feel the same about both shows honestly yeah, yeah. I just want to be Polly D's and Vinny's best friend so I know bad. so bad I just want to be in that group 
God. And you're, you, you realize that you're never going to know them and you're never going to be friends with them. It's tragic. I just want to be best friends with Vinny. It's tragic because I'm like, we would get along. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we would be best friends. So yeah, reality TV is a huge thing, but also like pop culture and like YouTube who are also like mm-hmm. really invested in. Um, and I feel I, like I've been kind of out of the YouTube game. I've been... Uh, I, I've been dabbling well because sometimes in the morning instead of YouTube I watch Love Island if I didn't watch it the day before but what YouTubers do you usually watch? So I have followed Aspen Ovard for years. I go through like peaks and valleys with like who I spend time watching and who I don't and it's actually like I feel like I spend more time watching people who are like going through pregnancies and are like first-time moms like that's really fascinating to me Abby so like stumble across like a youtuber who just found out she's pregnant I'm like subscribe (laughs) Um, so like Kristen um Johns like I really loved following like her during her pregnancy um I used to watch Sierra Furtado do you know Sierra Furtado Mm -mm. so she had a vlog channel with her boyfriend it was Alex and Sierra or Sierra and Alex and they were really cute and then they broke up and she like totally changed as a person and was honestly like making myself feel bad watching her like I felt like I was being hard on myself because she was getting like a boob job and like she was staying like super thin and like it her like air her demeanor like kind of seemed to change and she went from being like super sweet and super nice to like only caring about material things and eventually I was like why am I still watching this girl like I'm feeling horrible about myself watching her so I unfollowed her she was someone I used to watch a lot um I really like I love Claudia Salewski Mm -hmm. I don't love Phineas but and like Alicia Marie and Remy Crew. I watch them sometimes, but those are like my go-tos. Yeah. Who do you watch? Well, I don't know. I really... Oh yeah, Lauren Elizabeth. I used to like not watch YouTube like basically at all. Or like I, I obviously was on YouTube, but I wasn't watching vloggers really. Right. And the first like vlogger I got into was David Dobrik like three years ago. Oh, or I forgot about David Dobrik. Yeah, so I was obsessed yeah. with David Dobrik and then eventually stopped watching David Dobrik but still kind of wanted to be watching vlogs so it actually wasn't until quarantine I was just like bored and like vlogs were also a way to feel like I was like hanging out with people whatever like it's like short form reality tv yeah (laughs) I started watching um Carly and Aaron from the vlog squad because they weren't filming with anyone they were just filming like separately like just doing like kind of fun videos like over zoom or like with their boyfriends or whatever and so I started watching their channel then I was liking it and then Abby got me into Lauren Elizabeth so then I was watching them and then Aaron's fiance TJ who like is really like has a lot of cool jobs like he just has a really cool job so he started vlogging so I was watching them like those were the only vlogs I was watching for a while but then I got more and more into watching vlogs so I started watching Emma Chamberlain and then now I'm watching Tara Michelle because she's renovating a house. So I, oh, like her. I like her. No one else is watching her. But my new thing is um, YouTubers who have moved back home, like to wherever they're from. Like she's from Toronto originally, but she was living in 
LA, but then during the pandemic, she moved back to Toronto. And I love the content of YouTubers, like with their cousins or like with their parents and like whatever. It's just so comforting to me. Uh So Abby also recommended Kenzie Elizabeth because she went from LA to Dallas. So now I watch Kenzie Elizabeth and yeah, but I just watch random people. I have a very specific like type of vlog that I want. Okay. So I work hard to find someone who like, like very much like daily vlog. Oh, Maddie Sidlick. I like her like just like very much like a lifestyle wellness daily vlogger. Yeah. Like that's what I'm going for. And then whatever Emma Chamberlain is, she's just. I never got on the Emma Chamberlain (laughs) train. I I don't know why. I I haven't really watched any of her vlogs though. So I guess I never really like gave her a chance. Yeah, I was just like bored and needed more YouTubers to watch. So I was like, I might as well watch Emma Chamberlain. I've also only watched her really in quarantine, so I have no idea what her vlogs were like before this. Yeah. Because I know she used to like vlog a lot with like the Dolan twins and like James Charles, and I never wanted to watch that. Yeah. But now she's just alone in all of her vlogs. I think I really like people who vlog alone (laughs) because then I'm like, it's more giving me a glimpse into like, that's more interesting to me, like what people do when they're alone. Like how other people are living their lives. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't always love like a really curated video like I usually don't watch like hauls or things like that because I'm more interested in just like I made myself coffee and then I went to like I just really like watching that yeah and she does curate her videos sometimes but it still feels like she just woke up that day and was like I need to do something so I'll do this thing for my vlog but yeah um what about podcasts what podcasts do you listen to I used to listen to Armchair Expert, but there were more and more guests that I just like wasn't interested in. So mm-hmm. I kind of stopped. And oh, I listened to this random podcast called Unhappy Hour. Do you remember Matt Bellasai? He was like really big on BuzzFeed. Yeah. He would like complain a lot on BuzzFeed and that was just kind of like his brand. So he has a podcast called Unhappy Hour and it's, they pick like the worst news stories of the week and then they pick like a topic to rant and complain about. It's kind of funny to listen to. That's not like pop culture. So yeah. that's what I listen to. I My G-Big listens to like Invisibilia and This American Life and like very like cultured like podcasts. And I'm like, no, I just want the pop culture <laughs> trash. <laughs> yeah. Like, to me, that's all I want. Yeah. Um. Oh, this podcast that, well, I don't know if you'd be interested in it. It's called Make Your Damn Bed. Have you heard of it? No. It's literally like a five to six minute long podcast that I I just started it like a week ago. So I'm kind of confused because like what it is, it's supposed to be like you play it every morning while you make your bed. Like it's supposed to be kind of like a routine thing, like to kind of give you something to look forward to for that first like five minutes that you're awake or whatever and you're making your bed. So that's the idea behind it. And it's like little topics like, I don't know, like, you know, don't like over apologize and like self analyze like I don't know it's kind of like supposed to be like motivation but that's cool also like whatever and I th- I thought she was supposed to post every day but like the past couple of days I've like got up yes. in the morning and like went to put my podcast on it wasn't there it's not like, phenomenal yeah exactly it so it's not phenomenal but I like the like uh kind of idea behind it that it's like yeah, that is really neat 
something for like for you to make bread which honestly was like why I started this podcast because I was like the only time I listen to podcasts is when I take a walk and sometimes I'm motivated to take a walk just to listen to a podcast okay so that's why I started this podcast so like oh people can have something to like listen to when they take a walk but she did that for making your bed which I think is genius because like sometimes I do just want something like a little quick morning background thing and usually the only things I can find is like news like a quick 10 minute news podcast and I'm like I don't need to start my day with that um okay well I have I don't know best book that you've read recently oh okay um well I was talking with you the other day about this great book um I read it in like a day um but I also really like um the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I just read that. I loved it that book. It was so good. It, I actually just recently read Harry Potter for the first time. Like all oh, the wow. books. I started them uh, like around Christmas time. And I just finished the last one like a month ago. And I haven't seen any of the movies. So now my next thing is to watch all the Harry Potter movies. Oh, yeah. Well, that's actually... So I've been in my like fake fall uh, mindset today. And like such a fall thing for so many people is like Harry Potter like I guess it has like fall like Halloween yeah like Halloween and like I don't know like that same kind of energy and I'm not I'm not not into Harry Potter but I'm not into Harry Potter like I'm just somewhere in the middle but the problem for me with the movies was the massive spider scene (laughs) (laughs) so I just gave up on the movies as a whole they just turned me off and I was like I'm never coming back to this like franchise (laughs) so haven't really seen Harry Potter since then all right do you want to briefly explain your job and then like how you're feeling about it and like that kind of like uh meh feeling that almost everyone in their 20s is feeling about their job yeah um so I studied <laughs> retail and fashion <laughs> in college. like I knew you would when I was six years old <laughs> um and I I really kind of chose it because I I mean I do love like retail and fashion but I don't live eat breathe it like other people in the major did mm-hmm. and I didn't really want to I didn't know what I wanted to do with it afterwards um, but I ended up working at Crate and Barrel and I didn't love retail management. It's a horrible life to live. I really liked working at Crate and Barrel, but just the position itself was not for me. And so I got into advertising when I moved to Atlanta and I worked for a really big advertising firm, but they treat their employees kind of um, really poorly. Mm-hmm. So it actually worked out. I last spring I was kind of talking to Stafford about how I was thinking about looking for other jobs but I just didn't really know where to start and it was really hard because you know the market has just been like so saturated from people who are laid off and having a hard time finding jobs and that week one of my old co-workers from my advertising firm reached out to me and said hey I work for a consulting firm in Atlanta and I just got promoted, and I think you'd be a really good fit for my position, and I was like, this is crazy that I literally just said out loud two days ago that I was thinking about looking for a new job, and this kind of fell in my lap from someone I know, so she convinced me to interview, and within a week, I got the job, Wow! and 
It's basically, so I work for a consulting firm. I work for the resource management team. So my manager is a resource manager and she's in charge of knowing all of the consultants who work for our firm in her markets. So she knows everybody by name, what skills they have, what they're good at. And then we have clients who are like, we need help developing this or we need help managing this. And so then she finds the people on or in her markets, that would be a great fit for that project for however long the project is, however long the client needs. And my job is to work underneath her. And so when we um, win a project, so the client approves the how much money we're gonna spend and then who's gonna be working, I go in and I set up the project in our system and I, we call it contouring. I contour how many hours a week that consultant will work on that project. And um, I like approve PTO requests and I help with like a bunch of like behind the scenes, like administrative stuff. It's just very administrative. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know like where I'm going to go afterwards. I don't really want to do what my manager does because mm -hmm. it seems awful, <laughs> like having to know hundreds and hundreds of people yeah. and projects for them. And then there's like awkward instances where the client isn't happy with the work that the consultant's doing. And then you have to tell them like, they're going to be rolling off that project and that's uncomfortable. And we have more needs from clients than we have consultants who can fill those needs right now. So it's very stressful for her to find enough people to fill the projects that we're trying to fill. And so I just have felt so meh about like my career so far I went from studying retail to retail management to advertising <laughs> to management consulting which I never thought I'd end up in and I just don't really know like what I'm gonna do next and that's kind of stressing me out a little bit especially if Stafford gets um his internship in Sarasota or well a job offer from his internship yeah. in Sarasota, and we ended up moving back there I don't know what I'm gonna do yeah so that's just kind of been like it's obviously not like an urgent thing I need to address, but it's just always kind of in the back of my mind. I'm just so envious of people who are like, I want to be a doctor or mm -hmm. I want to be a lawyer or, you know, I want to be a fashion designer and they actually stick with it. Yeah. And I just like, I don't have a passion for anything. And I feel like that makes it really hard to kind of find like your next trajectory. So yeah, just mid twenties kinds of kind of, yeah, it's tough trying to figure yeah. out. And well, I feel like too, um, even people who maybe not like doctor lawyer, that's like so specific, but like people who know what they're interested in and like what they want to do, even when they get like a job in that field that like, you know, on paper is maybe like exactly the job they want. Like it's still a job. Like, you know, like I feel like we have it in our heads that like we'll land this like perfect job and like, it'll be so fulfilling. It'll be like amazing. But like, like I, like I have a job that I want and like, like, but during the day I'm like, Oh, I just want to watch Love Island. Like, I don't want to work. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so it's just funny how we get like caught up in kind of finding like the right job, but then like, even so, even in your dream job, like it's still work. Like it's never going to yeah. feel like amazing. So I feel it like it's more about like, what is like a best passing of time kind of yeah I I get really frustrated because 
the job that I was the best at was the crate and barrel management one. Like I felt really good at that job and I would leave at the end of the day and feel like I did a good job and like, I am good at this job, but it was not a job that I wanted at all. Like those hours and you have to work holidays and weekends and it's just like, I wonder if there's like a similar job that wouldn't have those same hours. Yeah. Those are my mid twenties career yeah frustrations um okay well do you want to talk about moving in with Stafford I don't know if you want to talk about that on the podcast or just separately oh it doesn't I mean there's not much to talk about okay (laughs) well okay so you're moving in with Stafford yes moving in with Stafford we're moving in together on Friday well okay so for the for the listeners um how long have you and Stafford been dating we have been dating for like seven and a half years wow I know. <laughs> yeah, a long time. Yeah. Since February of 2014. Um, how do you feel about like moving in together? Like, are you nervous about living with Stafford? I would be so <laughs> nervous, but I mean, you've probably spent so much time like basically living together. Yeah. I mean, we like see each other literally every day. Like I would go over to his house every single day for dinner or he would come here. So it we were just seeing each other all the time. It was like, it just makes sense for us to move in together. And then my one roommate ended up getting a job in Dallas and she moved. And then my other roommate got back with her her high school sweetheart, got engaged and they're moving in together. So it was like perfect timing anyway. So I'm not that nervous about it. I think we're so used to being around each other all the time. I think it will be the same. I also feel like as far as boys go, Stafford is one of the like, cleaner more responsible when it comes to like living as an adult yeah I um will not drop names but his previous two roommates (laughs) painful I would go over there every weekend and clean up for them because I was just like you can't live like this yeah (laughs) you cannot live like this yeah so thankfully and like Stafford feels the same way like he's definitely a boy and he definitely still is has like messy quirks to him but it's like not even compared to who he was living with so. yeah great oh guys. my god but just like <laughs> yeah. situations are, yeah. were not great <laughs> very much like 20 year old boys yes yeah um um okay are you a routine person like does that help you or like I feel like uh for people who like routine, it's like very important. And then for other people, it's like, eh, doesn't matter. I feel like I'm in between. I definitely have like a specific order that I like to do things in the morning, but if I don't stick to it, it's not like the end of the world for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's better for me that I don't stick to it like very habitually like that. Um, like in the morning, I get up, I usually get up around like seven or 7.15 and then I always try to go to the gym in the morning because it wakes me up it feels makes me feel like I've accomplished something and if I don't do it in the morning I won't have the energy to do it yeah at night. and then I'll come home and I'll shower and um make breakfast I don't really have like a morning skincare routine I pretty much just use like moisturizer and sometimes I like forget to do that it just really depends on like my mood that morning mm-hmm. I guess um, I'm one of those people who like hyper fixates on like a certain breakfast food for like months and months and months. And then like 
the third month in, I look at it and I'm like, I can't even. Fathom yeah. <laughs> um, that's like, I guess like one of my one routines is like, I will make the same breakfast over and over and over again. Until What's your I current breakfast? Um, I'm like in an in-between phase right now. It's like peanut butter toast mm. um, has been lately, but for a while it was like oatmeal with bananas and honey and coconut. And then I looked at it one day and I was like, nope, this is going right into the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Anything else that you do like for your mental health or like, you know, mental stability, especially, I guess, like throughout the pandemic, like therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, I put it off for a really, really long time and I, I've really devoted time to reading, which I know we talked about books before, but it's nice to not stare at a screen at a screen all the time and kind of brings you into a different world. That's not like reality television. Cause that's still like yeah it's not life it is real life um and I actually I've been really bad about it lately but around new year's last year my one roommate came up with the resolution where she was going to do one day of no social media Mm. and I was like that's a really cool idea so me and my roommates all picked like a different day that we weren't going to use it and it was actually like incredible um, but my anxiety has been really high lately. And I feel like if I don't have that to distract me, it's like not good, which I feel mm-hmm. like is probably a bad cycle, but I need to get back into it. And I would just set my um, like timers for social media to be zero minutes or whatever. So the app was grayed out mm-hmm. and I couldn't just click on it. It was really interesting to see how many times I would habitually pick up my phone and click on Instagram. And then I'd be like, wait, no, I'm not supposed to be on this and have to put it yeah. down. Okay. Last question. If you could pick besides Polly and Vinny, because that's too obvious, if you could pick a reality TV star to be your best friend, who would you choose? Ah, that's tricky. I honestly feel like it would be like Kim Kardashian or something like Mm. that. I feel like she would just be such a cool friend to have and so like accessible to so many cool like experiences and I feel like there's just nothing you can't do when you're Kim Kardashian so I feel like that would be a really awesome friend to that's have. true okay well hopefully I'll see you eventually do you have plans to go to Sarasota anytime in the future no I was just there for a month so oh, right back for probably to like Thanksgiving but we'll yeah. see you know. yeah well I'll see you at Thanksgiving. Soon, right? yeah I leave Saturday for like two weeks you'll you'll love it it was so nice being home yeah I can't wait